Yeah. What a great song. You guys, if you want to get your outlines out, welcome again. I am so tickled to be here. I was here at one last week, but I wasn't here in the left. You know what I did in the 11 o'clock service? I kept the nursery. I'm going to tell you what, they got a good system in there. They put me and a young baby boy named Easton in a rocker, and that's where we stayed the whole time. <laughs> it was all right. I can't wait to get in there again. But, uh, hey, guys, we're gonna, actually going to finish up next week. We're going to do on this whole living uh, with a margin. And uh, this week's title is Keeping Your Tank Filled Instead of Running on Empty. And I'm going to do this in, in two sections. So next week, uh, we'll finish up. I read a story about a, a, pet, a pet store truck. This guy drove a pet store truck. And every red light, he was getting out. He'd get out of two by four, and he'd just bang on the side of it. Finally, the guy behind him stopped me. He said, what are, are you doing? Why are you banging on the side of that truck every stoplight? He said, well, because I got a two-ton truck. I got four tons of canaries back there, and I got to bang on this side to keep two tons of them in the air all the time. <laughs> Some of you guys may be like him. You're kind of overloaded, and you need to lighten your load, do you? I think so. And that's what we're talking about today for the last 13 weeks is living on a margin. Living with a margin. And today's how, I just want to take a survey. How low do y'all let your gas tank get before you refill it? Just by show of hands, do you let it get to a half a tank before you refill it? Just three anal people. <laughs> how many of you let it get to a quarter tank? Y'all a little better. How many of you like me? Let it get down there to the light before the light comes on. We ain't living right. We ain't living right. Woo! Spit and sputter all the way to the wherever. <laughs> now, this is what I really want to know. How many of you have actually ran out of gas? Stand up. You, you, you're going to get a award. How many of you ran out of gas? Not me. Y'all make me feel good. <laughs> I have never run out of gas. Why? But I will never tell y'all. <laughs> As far as y'all know, I don't run out of gas. Now, I want to give you 10 reasons that you guys ran out of gas. And, and, and I want to talk to them, and I want you to write them down because they actually parallel our spiritual life. They parallel our emotional life. They parallel our relational. They parallel our financial life. These 10 reasons that we run out of gas can parallel every situation in your life. Can you run out of gas emotionally? Amen. Can you run out of gas spiritually? Can you run out of, out of gas in a relationship? 
I'm sure I've pushed Angie past empty <laughs> several times over the almost 30 years. Can you run out of gas financially? Yeah. There's re the reasons that cars run out of gas are parallel to why you and I do in our lives. And it's why we need to live on a margin. So the first one, fill in your blank. This is, this is one of the reasons that we run out of gas. It's not starting out with a full tank. That's, we, run, we don't start out with a full tank. You see, remember I told you about how you start your day sets your day. And not starting out on a full tank. You, if you don't start your day with, with a full tank, you're going to be running on empty by the end of the day. That's why you and I, we need to start off with just a time for the Lord. We really do. We need to start that off. We need to fill our tanks. Now, the second reason is this. Being too busy to pause and re refuel. Being too busy to pause and refuel. Now, we've all done this. Done this. We're in a hurry. We're just too busy to stop. You know what I'm talking about when you, when you know you need to get gas, but you think, I'm just going to push it a little further to the next exit. I don't, I don't, I don't have to stop. I'm already late. I got to get there. I got up late. There's no time to stop and get gas. Guys, when you're too busy to stop and refuel, you're going to run out of gas. And that's true in your life. If you don't have an intentional, regular time set aside to refuel spiritually, to refuel emotionally, to refuel relationally, you're going to run out of gas. Run out of gas. You're going to run out. Here's number th the third reason that you, that you and I run out of, out of gas in our, in our tanks. Unaware of hidden leaks Ooh, that are draining me. There's sometimes you didn't even know your tank was leaking. Amen? I just filled it up. Guys, you and me, there's oftentimes there's hidden leaks in our life that are draining us all the time. Amen? All the time. And that's why you're, you're running on empty. Here, here's, some, here's two categories of, of, of leaks that I can think of. Relationships and responsibilities. Relationships, everyone, everyone here could give an example of how a relationship drains you. Amen? That's, that's got a big amen on that. Amen. amen. Everybody's had a relationship that drained them. Sometimes they're hidden. But sometimes they're not hidden. But they, but they drained you. A particular relationship might have drained you. Of your energy. Of your creativity. Of your strength. Of your walk with the Lord. It's draining. But so can responsibilities. The more responsibilities you got, the more possible leaks. 
that's going to drain your tank. Responsibilities can drain you without you even knowing it until it's too late. Amen? Number four. What else can drain your, uh, drain your tank is this. Ignoring the owner's manual and pushing my car farther than it was created to go. Y'all ever done that? Y'all folks that ran out? I know you have. Oh, it just says, it says it's got 10 miles, but it'll actually go 20, I think. Ignoring the tank. Or ignoring the, the, the owner's manual. It's in your glove box. It's in, and, and most of us have never taken the owner's manual out and looked at it. It will tell you how far your tank will carry you. Did you know that? And you, you, you never look at it. The car has been tested over and over by engineers that has written this. It may not be exact, but it's close. They know more than you, are, you and I. The creators know exactly how far it can go. No matter how much faith you have, your tank ain't going to get no bigger. It ain't going to get no bigger. It has the tank that the Creator gave it. The Bible is your owner's manual for life. The Bible tells you what you can do and what you can't do with your life. And if you ignore the owner's manual, you're going to run out of gas. All over the world, folks are running out of gas emotionally, their relationships are dying. Their careers are dying. Dreams are dying because they're not paying attention to the owner's manual. And you have one. God gave you and me a certain size tank. And we're just going to have to live with that fact. If you choose to ignore it, you'll ignore it to your own detriment. To your own detriment. Pushing your body. Pushing your mind. Pushing your emotions further. Than God created them to go. You're going to run out of gas. You're going to run out of energy. That's why the Bible says. That every seven days. Take a day off. I preach this all the time. This is a big ten. This is part of the big ten commandments. It's not a Sabbath day if you're trying to catch up with stuff that you didn't get done all the other six days. I'm going to step on some toes here. Quit giving your husbands a to-do list if he has one day off. That's not what the Sabbath is. <laughs> Amen. It's just not a, a Sabbath is rest for your body. A Sabbath is a day to refresh your soul in, in, in worship. It's a day to renew your uh, relationships. It's a day to revitalize your life. Now, recreation can be part of your Sabbath. Worship is part of your Sabbath. 
Rest is part. I've told you before, one of the most spiritual things that you can do is take a nap. Amen. Amen. It's in the owner's manual. It's in the owner's manual. Better get off of that. I'm going to have a lot of wives mad at me. Number five, hurry. Just right, hurry. This is a big reason we run out of gas because the faster I drive, the faster I run out of gas. The faster I run out of gas. Because here, here's a fact. The faster you drive, the more gas you use. Did y'all know that? That's why I drive five miles on the speed limit. That and to be a public irritant. <laughs> more that, more the latter than the <laughs> driving fast waste gas. Guys, hurry in your life depletes your emotions. It really does. It depletes your emotions. Being hurried in your life depletes your spirit. Being hurried all the time in your life depletes your energy. Are you always in a hurry? There's some things you can do. That's the question I have. What's the speed of your life right now? What's the speed of your life? Slow your pace. Burn less fuel. You remember the whole thing of this whole series it was slow the pace to make space for margin in your life. Number six. Being distracted, this is another way we run out of gas. Being distracted and not watching my gauges or not believing them. You ever do that? Oh, it ain't right. It ain't all the way empty. The gauges are right in front of you. Maybe you get distracted or maybe, maybe you're like me. You don't believe them. They're not exactly right. Not really empty. Guys, when you and me, when we don't watch the gauges in our life, what I'm talking about is these warning signs that, that we're going too fast, that we're going too far, that we're not recharging, that we're not renewing. We're going to end up on the side of the road or in a ditch. We've got to slow down. And, 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 and so what are the gauges that, that you need to watch? I've got, I got several here that, that, that I, I think might be applicable to you. They are to me. This is a gauge you need to watch. Sleep. 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 Are you getting enough? Are you getting enough? If you're not getting enough, there's danger there. You know what another gauge here is? Wait. Now I'm really getting on your toes. If I'm overstressed, or if I'm trying to do too much, I tend to put on weight. And I put on a little, but if you noticed, I've lost a little since this series. I lost a pound and a half in 13 weeks. <laughs> but weight is, weight is a gauge that you can watch. You know what the next one is? Write this down. Irritability. Irritability. You need to watch that gauge. Irritability. 
it's a gauge that tells you that you're trying too much, that you're going too fast. When you when you're when you're irritable. Because you and me have to have a balance in our life of of of, of taking in and, and, and taking out. If you give out more than you take in, that equals stress. And when your personal life is outpaced by your professional life, that equals stress. we got to balance. If you don't, you're setting yourself up for a burnout and, and, and an overload. Relationships, they're good gauges. If you're running on empty... How are your relationships? They're going to suffer. Impatience is another gauge. That ought to be right up there. Right in front of the eyes. Are you impatient with your family? Are you impatient with your kids, your, your friends? Then you need to refuel. You're getting low. Number seven. Being overloaded is just another reason we run out of gas. The more I carry, the sooner I run out of gas. What I mean by that is I'm just lying to myself when I say I can handle this. I say that a lot because I'm prideful. Well, I can handle it. I'm, I'm good. But the more we, the more we put on ourselves, the, the more we're going to run out of carrying too much, too much weight. Another project, uh, another relationship, uh, and for me, another commitment. You and I, we can't keep adding on stuff without taking something off. You're going to put so many irons in the fire, you're going to put the fire out. Somebody told me when I got my truck, because it was three-quarter ton, said, you pull that camper, you won't even know it's back there. The mileage won't even change on the truck. They lied. Anytime you add weight to something, it's going to use more gas. You could see the needle moving. You carry more weight, you're going to use more gas. Number eight, the pressure to do it now. This is rapid acceleration. To do it now, just waste gas. I stopped, was talking to him, a, a friend of mine uh, Thursday night at, at or Friday night, whenever, Friday night I think it was, at one of the service stations down here, and, and, and some young guy in a Mustang, he just had filled up. He just had filled up. Man, it was low profile. It was sharp. And, 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 and John and I were standing there. You know what the guy did when he crunked it up? I said, there goes all that gas he just put in there. He hit highway, Joe Frank Harris Parkway out there, needle drop. He has wasted a ton of gas. Wasted, put the pedal to the metal. And this happens in your and my life. We got something to do. We try to do it too fast. We get behind because we're, we're running late. We didn't allow margin to, to, we didn't go to bed early enough, so we woke up late. And, and we, get to, we finally get to work late, and we're trying to do things real fast. 
and we forget to turn the oven on. That happened to me. I didn't have enough margin. The biscuits were late. Sonny Scott griped. I had to hear it. You see, the faster I go, the further I get behind. Maybe you too. Then I think the one that really applies to me the most is number nine. Pride empties our tank. Thinking the limits of my tank don't apply to me. I think that's mine. That they don't apply to me. This hit real close to home. Some of us think that we're Superman. I can do it. I can handle it. You think none of the laws of nature, or for that matter, the laws of God apply to you. You know what that really is? Arrogance. You think it's arrogance. I'm telling you guys, you can mark this down. You think ego will cause you to get an empty tank. Ego will empty your tank real quick. Nothing will drain your tank faster than ego or pride. You push, you push. And you're eventually you're gonna, gonna hit the wall because you didn't stop and refill. Number 10. No margin. No margin. You're just not even allowing time to fill up. You're not even allowing. That's what we've talked about this whole series. Why or, or when you don't have any time. You knew that you were low on gas. You knew it. But you didn't leave early enough. You, you rushed out the door. You forgot your phone. You had to go back and get your phone. You, you, you get in the truck, and you look, and you're almost out of gas. That's a lack of margin. Plan some buffer time. Plan to leave a few minutes early. Plan to get up a little earlier. That means plan to go to bed a little earlier. Get gas so you don't run out. So we looked at ten things. You do that with your life, Amen. Some of you have figured out that we're not just talking about gas in a car, right? <laughs> it's been my bet that most of you guys are running on empty. I do sometimes during the week. You know how I know that some of you, most of you guys run on empty? I can see it in your faces. I can see it in your faces. I say, how you doing? I'm great. Really? Somebody out there, Holy Ghost says, I'm great under the circumstances. You know what I wanted to say? I wish I'd have said it. What are you doing under those circumstances? What, what are you doing under them? You should get on top of them. You see, circumstances are like a mattress. You're on top, you're going to get some easy rest. You get under the circumstances, you're going to suffocate.
you missed any of this series, go back online and listen. Go back. Get, I've been listening to them, and it was me. Go on, 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 just go back and, and listen to them. Margin is the space between my load and my limits. Margin is having some breathing room in your life. I don't know about you, but I need some breathing room in my life. It's not cramming every moment with activity. And it's not cramming everything in. It's not cramming full your budget. What I mean by that is just because you get one thing paid for doesn't mean you have to fill that gap. You see what I'm saying? You can actually save a little. Renew these lessons. Today and next week, I'm going to get into how to keep your tank filled. I'm just now getting to the sermon. <laughs> We're only going to talk about two of them real quick today. If you've got your outline, I want you to read with me Matthew. Uh, it's actually on the back side of your page. Matthew 11. Jesus said, If you're tired from carrying heavy burdens, come to me. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in spirit, and you will find rest for your soul. For the yoke I share with you is easy to wear, and the load is light. The first four of these steps are going to come from this verse. I want you to write these down. Number one, if you're going to keep your tank filled, number one, get fed up. you got to get fed up. You got to get fed up with how you've been living. Nothing is going to happen un until you get dissatisfied with the way your life is. Nothing's going to happen. As long as you're, you're living in, uh, willing to live in a rut, as long as uh, you're willing to live stressed out, as long as you're willing to live overextended, as long as you're willing to live sick and tired of being sick and tired, nothing is going to happen until you get fed up. You can go through this entire series on how to live a sane, peaceful, rather than pressured life. On how to live a significant life rather than a stressed life. And you can do nothing about it. And a year from now, you'll be just as stressed out as you are today. You'll be just as tired. You'll be just as overloaded. You know why? Because you didn't get fed up. You didn't get fed up. Nothing happens until you decide that you're not going to live the way you're living anymore. What causes us to get dissatisfied? What causes us to finally make a change? I'm going to tell you what it is. Pain. Pain makes us change. We don't change when we see the light. We change when we feel the heat. I'm going to tell you something, guys. Sometimes God has to put us flat on our back to make us look up. We're not smart enough to lie down on our own. 11.28 says, if you are tired, 
from carrying heavy burdens. Guys, you and me, we got to recognize that we're tired. So I got to ask you, are you tired of running on empty? Are you fed up with the pace of your life? I know you are because you tell me about it. But here's the big question. Are you willing to do something about it? Are you fed up? If you ain't, shut up. Amen? Because you're just griping. I don't want to hear no griping. If you don't get fed up with what the culture teaches you to live, you only got two choices. You can write these down. You're going to have a breakdown or a breakthrough. You're going to break down and break through. Because nobody can take this pace that the culture teaches us. Oh, it gives us a lot to live on, but it don't give us nothing to live for. You catch my drift? Are you picking up what I'm laying down? You've got to get fed up. Your choice is going to be a breakdown or a breakthrough. Next step is this. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to me and I will give you rest. Jesus says, come to me, bring the good, bring the bad, all of it in your life. Bring the pain, bring the frustration, bring the shame, bring the guilt. He says, bring it all. I will give you rest. Guess what? He said, come to Jesus. He didn't say, come to church. He didn't say, come to religion. He didn't say, come to rules. He said, come to Jesus. He didn't say, come to rituals. He didn't say, come to regulations. Guys, I'm telling you, the antidote to stress and in this overload is, is not a plan. It's not a program. It's not a philosophy. It's not a pill. It's a person. And the person of Jesus Christ, what you and me need is a relationship. In the Bible, the, the, the people come to Jesus for all sorts of things. Healing, forgiveness, advice, eternal life, food, questions. Jesus didn't care why the people came as long as they came. As long as they came. Jesus doesn't care why you come to him as long as you come. God, I'm tired. I'm, I'm wiped out. I'm lonely. I'm stressed. I'm overloaded. One of the most intimate times I've ever had with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is I told him, I'm mad at him. I'm angry. Why did you do this to me? He wasn't mad. He was glad I came. He was glad I came. You can come to him with your anger. You can come to him with your bitterness. The thing about it is, is just come. Just come. Come to Jesus. The answer is a person. And I want to tell you something. I don't care what you've done, where you've been, where, what you're doing. Jesus will never reject you. Never reject you for any reasons. In Jesus, he will give you rest for your tired mind, your tired emotions, your tired spirit, your tired soul. He will give you rest for your soul. 
Isaiah 40 says, He gives power to those who are tired and worn out. He offers strength to the weak. Those who wait on the Lord will find new strength. Circle that word wait. It's the exact opposite of what our culture teaches us. He says, wait. Don't act now. Don't go do this. He says, wait. You see, our culture says, go. Jesus says, come. Where are you at today? What's your hurry? As Lee sings, just take a moment and come. Come to the Father. You'll find rest. You'll find rest. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this day. I thank you for the words that you gave people thousands of years ago that still apply here. Our culture's got us running, running, run. It's telling us to go, and you're saying, come. And you said, come to you with anything. So, Lord, I know there's going to be people bringing you stuff today, whether it's at the altar or whether it's in their seat. They're mad. They're hurt. They're willing to, to carry on bitterness. Not willing to forgive. But they're bringing it to you. And thank you for that freedom to come into your throne room with anything. Anything. I pray for our church. Keep your hand on it. It's in the mighty name of Jesus I pray. Amen.